All this is vanity and a striving after wind, especially when you are stuck in Groundhog Day for episode number 73 of the Retro Rewind podcast. All we are is dust in the wind. Retro Rewind podcast. Wait, we can talk right now? Mission identified. Groundhog Day, 1993. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. Talking over this thing, so... Am I online? Yeah. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 73. There you can leave us a comment on the episode, and you can find links to, to subscribe and to review us in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can also find a link to support us on Patreon. Speaking of which, for this episode, our reflux capacitor was given time loop capabilities provided by nice. our patrons, Brian Keating, Andrew Legreve, Two Dudes in a Nest, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, and a secret patron as well. Thank you guys yeah. so much for your support. Two dudes. Thanks a lot. Patron man. <laughs> My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad designer who delivers disagreeable decisions. Okay. About movies other people apparently love. Uh, I pre- and I predicted that Groundhog Day would be a classic movie. And I am joined, as always, by uh, my good friend. Good friend and co-host. co-host. Paul? Paul Powers? Yes. The master of After. As always. Paul Powers. Powers, Powers. I was going for nice. a Phil, Phil Connors, that type of Oh. Thing. That guy. Yeah, yeah. Ned? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Paul, my trivial question Wait, for you. Wait, what movie is that from? <laughs> Groundhog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, wow. Uh, we haven't introduced you Just quite yet, Katak. Hold on. Hold other people didn't know that yeah, you were Yeah, that's trolling. why you did that. <laughs> Paul, Groundhog Day was not filmed in Puxatawney, but actually in Woodstock, Illinois. Uh, which is actually just 45 miles from Bill Murray's hometown of Wilmette. Wilmette? Wilmette? Whatever. Uh, there's a small plaque that reads, Bill Murray stepped here on the curb where Murray continually steps into the puddle. And Ew. there is another plaque on the building wall at the corner that says Ned's Corner, the guy we sort <laughs> of, I tried to allude to but did so poorly, uh, well, where Bill Murray was continually accosted by the insurance salesman Ned Ryerson. Paul, yes. What is your favorite on-location filming spot that you have visited? Well, I don't know. Um, I'll get back to you. Okay, and you you predicted that this, this would be a classic. Would be a classic. Yes. Alrighty. And we are joined this time. It's been quite a while. You had to go back. Oh, all probably the way. Universal Studios <laughs> lot with the. Uh, <laughs> With the <laughs> clock tower, which is really isn't there anymore. Yeah, the did they rebuild it or is it still uh, burnt down? Sorta. They, but not. It doesn't look like Hill Valley, you know. But oh, it, sure. they do have buildings there. Okay. Now maybe I can introduce. It's been a while. My brother Katek Ruiz coming back all the way from episode eighteen. If you'd like to uh, listen to him again, uh, you go to retrorewindpodcast.com dot com slash eighteen for our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game episode. 
But welcome back to the show, Katek. And glad you could be hey. here. Hey. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. You bet. Uh, and I want to just openly apologize that I did not have you on for Spaceballs since that was such a big movie for us growing up. I'm sorry that I did not include you in that. Well, what's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken! <laughs> uh, it's okay. I understand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your understanding. Uh, Katek, since it's been a while, can you remind us what you do for a living and what is your favorite movie genre? Sure. Uh, my name is Katek, and I'm a photographer and video editor. I actually just got back from Japan uh, doing a photo shoot out there. Oh, cool. Uh, from my wife's company, and that was awesome. And also, my favorite movie genre would be action comedy in, the, in like the feeling of true lies. Okay. Very nice. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 54, I believe. But you uh, didn't invite me for that one. That's it. I'm leaving. <laughs> Shortest episode ever. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs> Let me cue the outro music. Um, no, uh, Katek, my trivial question for you is, Bill Murray was bitten by the groundhog twice during shooting. Um, uh-huh. Murray had to have anti-rabies injections because the bites were so severe. Oh, wow. Katek, have you ever been badly bitten by an animal? Uh, yes, I have. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> the, the painful <laughs> memory. <laughs> well, can you share the story with us? Sure. Uh, our dogs before, like uh, Mr. Kawanoso, they all got in a scuffle for who would be alpha female. Oh, uh, okay. And I... Got in the middle. Unbeknownst <laughs> to me, I was like... Well, I thought at the time it, would, it was a good idea to break them up. But sure. Since then, I learned, and I have the scar tissue on my middle finger to still prove it. But as soon as they drew blood, they all stopped, so I think they knew it was not a a good time. Yeah. (laughs) You were about to get in the scuffle. I'll show you who's alpha. (laughs) (laughs) More or less. So, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I didn't get a rabies shot or anything, because they already were rabies shotted. (laughs) Inoculated rabies. (laughs) The rabies. They were inoculated already, so... All right, Katek. Well, thanks for being on the show again. And uh, that sounded like I was saying goodbye. No, thanks for coming back. Uh, <laughs> you ask him what he thought it, <laughs> prediction was. Oh, yeah. And what did you predict that Groundhog's Day would be? Uh, I thought it would be nostalgic, actually. Already. Nice. Interesting. Cool. A bit diverse here. Paul, will you please enter our course now for Alice? And we'll get this show on the road to Puxatani. Wait, we haven't right, out. No. <laughs> All right, Alice, let's have a roundtable discussion on the movie that we forementioned and see what we've been up to lately on our new tubes. And uh, let's have a little nice soft landing for some feedback and announcements. Sounds good. Alice, bring all that up once you find our target. Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. Pictures presents I may be having a problem. Bill Murray. I'm reliving the same day over and over. In a story about a weatherman who's living life like there's no tomorrow. Don't drive angry because there isn't. I am an immortal. I have been stabbed, shot, frozen, electrocuted. You're God. I'm a God, not the God. Groundhog Day at Theaters Friday. 
And uh, so he is not the God, nor are we gods of our memories. But nevertheless, hey, Francisco, if someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Why is that? Just checking. Thanks, the, thanks, up on your Bill Murray. Oh wait, no, uh, I guess uh, movies. Yeah, Venkman says that. No, Venkman says that, right? To Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, well, that's okay. Uh, this isn't Ghostbusters, but this is our mind. But it is memory mind meld of Groundhog Day. Directed by Harold Ramis. Uh, Bill Murray plays Phil, who is a weatherman reporting on Groundhog Day. Phil was also predicting a severe weather storm heading to Puxatawney. He gets stuck in Puxatawney in a time vortex, repeating Groundhog Day over and over. He keeps waking up and reliving it, even when he, he changes things to the point of death. In fact, Phil had even... In fact, Phil had been living the same day so many times he couldn't know when a dog would bark or when the wind would blow. He tries to get everything to work for him and unsuccessfully beds the main love interest. Okay? Huh? <laughs> but, <laughs> but Bill Murray plays the piano amazingly and wins the girl's heart, uh, ending the time loop after he sleeps with his love interest, where he finally wakes up on the next day to the same radio song but at a different part of the song. I Got You, Babe, by Sonny and Cher. Uh, I don't know. I think that's pretty pretty much it. Nope. Oh, really? Which part? Yep. All right, all right. I'll accept it. <laughs> I was going to let it go, but which part was wrong with that? Oh, gosh. Where to start? Um, I'm pretty sure he doesn't wake up with the wrong part of the song the guys say oh, yeah. oh wait a minute we played oh. that yesterday oh yeah yeah Boom. that's true yeah but it is, it is a different that. part of the same song is no. it no it's the so. same yeah it's the same song is but it, it's no, a different it's, day no yeah it's a different day but yes. it starts at the same place no yeah. it's a different, and then the guys different say, part oh, of it's played the end we yeah played but it's that, like the end of the song not anyway it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter but what matters is the things we liked about Groundhog Day. Let's start with our guest host, Katek. What's one thing you liked about this movie? Well, I really liked for its time. It seemed like an original concept. Oh, totally. And yeah. it, I know it's been revisited again uh, with the Tom Cruise movie lately, um, The Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat, and which my wife really loves. She's watched it like a million times. <laughs> Do you not like it, um, Oh, no, I, I love it. It's a okay. great movie. Yeah, yeah um, totally. And it was funny when I actually watched uh, Edge of Tomorrow, I was like, oh, this is just like Groundhog's Day. And I actually went back and watched it and I was like, wait a minute, I like Edge of Tomorrow so much more. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit more action-y. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just prefer Tom Cruise in general. So uh, Okay. But cool. anyway, I mean, about Groundhog's Day, yeah, I, I liked the the concept of it and it does make you think like if you had basically infinite time, what would you do? Mm -hmm. And with no yeah. consequences as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, even to the point of death, you can, you can just like drive off a cliff and nothing happens. So it does kind of make you think like, what would you do and how would you spend your time? Mm -hmm. So I liked, I liked that aspect of the movie. Very cool. Is that something you like, Paul? Yeah. I wrote down on my list of likes concept. Yes. The concept is a good one to go by. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed the concept the too. Uh, I also really liked Andy McDowell's sweetness of her character, Rita. I thought she yeah. was. Oh, too much for you, Paul? No, I said, yeah. Well, okay, but you said, I'm like, 
Yeah. <laughs> it sounded, no, it wasn't it sounded like, reserved. Like, uh, uh, maybe, maybe. Well, Francisco. not to the point of like pointing it out, but I found it uh, uh, endearing. She wasn't uh, an annoying female lead, that's for sure. I completely disagree. She, she was right. annoying to you? Person ever. I can't stand that actress. Oh, really? Wow. Hmm. Yeah. And in her L'Oreal commercials, too. Gosh, I just want to like cry. Commercials? <laughs> Why'd you watch things that have commercials? Um, this is like back in, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. I was oh. about to say, she, her L'Oreal commercials aren't around anymore. Yeah, but see, I just, I just watch commercials on YouTube of L'Oreal commercials. <laughs> Where's the L'Oreal playlist? <laughs> But yeah, I just can't stand her acting. It's so like forced and contrived, in my opinion. Oh, so she seemed very natural to me. But I guess that's, eh, that's just how I saw it. Just bugs me. It's just the face. Her face. Yeah, her face and her voice and her stupid curly hair. Gosh, I hate it so much. <laughs> that's the style back then. Well, it's curly should never be the style. Okay, good act. Okay. Look at Paul. Look at those straight, straight locks of hair. Yeah. <laughs> but Katek, what should be the style? Or I don't know. Ergo, cool. what should you like? What did you like about this movie? Worst ah, ever. Um, as far as the whole movie in general, I just liked the uh, arc of the story. How he kind of realized, um, oh wait, I live forever, kind of feeling, and when he realized that he can help people as opposed to just you know, living selfishly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really cool. Oh yeah, totally. I, I really enjoyed that. He made that, that type of arc. It was, we can, I mean, we might talk about if, is that really possible uh, later? If, if you guys would like to, I might have some things to say about that, but I did like that. He decided to arc toward, okay, let me do my best to make a difference in this day. Um, what was something else you like, Paul? Something else I liked. I thought the opening music um, was fun and upbeat. Unfortunately, I didn't recognize the music for the rest of the movie besides that, like yeah, that first 10, 15 I, seconds. Oh, except for the dun, 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 dun. It is the Which ground. Is oh, yeah. Polka. Yeah, the polka and the I got you, babe. Yeah, oh, but as yeah. far as the score, um, the first like 15 seconds was, oh, this is fun and upbeat, and then it just went. <laughs> so... Or at least I didn't notice it, which is also a good thing. It wasn't noticeably bad. That, yeah. but, Did you notice the music at all, Kotek? Uh, yes. Well, the the Sunny and Cher song, I really don't like that song. And then oh, also, really? I, yeah, the, the, the Groundhog Day. Okay. Oh, the yeah, Groundhog, yeah. Well, both of those songs, just that, that's actually the one, the, the one part of the movie I didn't like was the, the, the music, the music. aspect of it. Yeah. The one part? What about Andy McDowell? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we're, we're not in hate sections yet. Let's stick okay. with the things we liked. Okay. Uh, so go ahead, Kitek. What's something else you actually liked about Groundhog Day? Um, well, I mean, Bill Murray's acting is funny. And he, I, li- I like when he kissed the innkeeper. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was funny. That makes I, me laugh. I felt like he played sort of confusion and panic really well. I was, I was sort of And annoyance. In. Like yeah, he's guy, he though. is annoyed or he annoyed yeah like you? like when Ned when he first came over and he was trying to ignore oh, like oh yeah yeah <laughs> hey I'm better than you leave me alone <laughs> yes. yeah I thought he played those those emotions really well I like that um 
let's go back to Paul. What is someone else? Uh, I said humor. There, there were parts. There were several parts where I was laughing out loud unexpectedly. Like I found funny, like him just shoving that whole piece of cake in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it was so unexpected. It's you know just some of the humor. I mean, some of the humor was over the top, and but some of it was really funny. Yeah. Definitely liked. Uh, yeah, I I was surprised at how often I laughed during this movie, like out loud laughed. Um, I don't remember it being as funny as apparently it was to me. So, I would agree with you. Uh, Katek, what's something else you found agreeable about Groundhog Day? Uh, just his motivations in the movie I thought were funny. Um, you know whether it was learning to play the piano or mm-hmm. stealing like or learning the timing to steal the money from the the bank oh, like, yeah, I yeah. Thought those moments were interesting because he has he's been there so long that he just knows and he could just predict things mm-hmm. and get away with you know stealing like money off the bank truck and those kinds of instances I thought were pretty quite hilarious actually uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no really I, I thought it was well put together as far as um timing or comedic timing and and things like that yeah and you sort of talked about how he's how he's remembering all these things uh, it seems like that'd be hard to remember all that though i guess if you're there long enough you could do that but i i thought it was i did think it was cool how they sort of they hit on different elements of I think you were saying this, you said this a little bit before when you were talking about the concept attack, but all these different things they explored what it would be like for him to if someone was sort of caught in the same place for I've seen there's different things online from ten to thirty to ten thousand years. Uh so being in one place that long, all the things you could do, um yeah, it, it's 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 really cool that they explored so much of that. So I like that. I was wondering, um, going off of your your multiple years theory. It's yeah, mine. I don't claim I it. know. Even the director changed his mind on, on yes. how long it was, depending on which source you read. Um, but it's after spending years reliving that one day, I wondered if he had like this post-traumatic stress disorder or something where it's like, I, I, I don't know which way the wind is going. What's you know, like I I don't I have that that sense of not knowing what's going on now and he feels like trapped or he feels like it kinda weirds him out or something, you know? Well, I mean he has that the like the second and third days, but after he realizes he can't there's no Yeah, but after living so long the same day over and over, once you get out of that, it's kind of like, oh, no, I'm in new territory oh, now. Oh, what oh. do I do? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, you're saying after he's out of yes. the... Yes. Okay. I thought you were talking yeah, about sorry. while he is still in it. Okay. No, sorry. Well, when he gets out. Yeah, I, I would be... It seems like he's very happy-go-lucky about it, but it's like... I feel like I'd almost be super careful all of a sudden because yeah. yeah, now there's you're so used to uh, you know playing life one way and now it's completely changed. Mm-hmm. Wait, and also he like I mean going back to him in that uh, the cafe the tip top cafe where he is you know jamming cake into his mouth and smoking <laughs> and doing all that stuff. I mean, what might be the consequences after that because. You know, he was there for what, like apparently 30 something years. And mm-hmm. so does his body actually 
revert Keep back that yeah yeah i would think like so retroactive i well, mean yeah no i think because it could cha- only be one the one day whatever he did yeah. that la- the previous day would continue on yeah. i wouldn't think it'd be the 30 years compounded well definitely yeah, not. The, then, then he should instantaneously forget how to play the piano and how to ice sculpt but that's well that's because sort of that's a good point <laughs> that, that's sort of that's what you have to sort of um that's well then so tom cruise should forget too but he doesn't I mean, that's the serve. I can't think of the word. It's evading me. I want to say stipulation or the premise of the movie. You just sort of have to suspend disbelief that that's the one thing that he does retain his memory throughout. And you can, I, I was listening to another podcast that they went way more into depth about talking about the timelines and how, how long he actually lived. And they were talking about like, okay, so your brain cells, how do those, do those regenerate so that, or if new pathways are formed, why are those not disintegrated? If the cells in the rest of your body are, are renewed every morning. I mean, they, they went really deep. Um, so that's, you hate movies. If you want to go find that episode. Uh, but I, I think you just sort of have to say, well, this is the one thing where it, he retains all his memories and apparently his muscle memory as well. I would think. Yeah. yeah. With the piano and stuff. with the, exactly. Well, I guess, uh, it doesn't make sense. I agree with you. It doesn't make sense that, but I, of course you're stuck, talking about a guy stuck in a time loop. That doesn't make sense either. Sure. It well, does. Of course. Have you seen Groundhog Day? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen this movie? <laughs> Fine guys. I don't know why I'm talking about. Oh, we're talking about the movie Groundhog Day. Uh, Came out in nineteen ninety-three. It was rated PG, runs a hundred and one minutes, and it came out on February twelfth, nineteen ninety-three. Six million. No really? budget. It made seventy point nine million. Oh, yeah, it did there so you well. go. There's the power for it. There you go. And it made uh, over thirty-two million in rentals alone. So I wow. mean, if you want to get technical about it. I'm just gonna leave it right nice. there. <laughs> Well, you should by Pembroke J. Herring. <laughs> what? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 Take that. Well, yeah. I think it's time <laughs> technically to get to our classic makers for Groundhog's Day. Unless you you guys have several more you want to quick fire. Well, yes. I, I mean, I just wanted to say, Paul, I know yes. you love Andy McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> but... We should, but no. <laughs> this is an intervention talk attack. Not yet. That's afterwards. Was there All anything right. else to talk about this movie before we get to our classic makers? Mm, I guess I no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Alrighty. Uh. Then let's do that. Uh, let's begin with. Oh. Yeah, let's begin with Katek. What's what's the thing you liked or loved most about Groundhog Day? Well, I think I already said that, right? The the story arc and how he grows. Oh, well. <laughs> Why are you taking a drink like that? That's weird. <laughs> That's just... Okay, I, usually we save those for the end, so no worries, though. Oh. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, all right. Well, cool. So the just the arc. And you know what? Sort of going off that is the thing I liked, I love the most about this movie. And it's, it's 
a little Noah silly. And his arc. It's a little silly, I, I guess, in retrospect. But I like that the thing that sort of turns it for him is that Rita rejects him no matter what he does. Like he's so used to getting whatever woman he wants or whatever he does working out for him. I like that that's the one element that he can't figure out and that is sort of mysterious still to him. And I wonder if that's what compels him to to attempt it, so to attempt being with her so much. And then I also then love that in the end, you see that it's just him letting go of trying to have that type of relationship with him. That That is the thing that kicks him out of the vortex. Interesting. I'll have more to say on that later. Okay. <laughs> Likewise. Fine. What do you love most about this fall? I already so I crap said it. over like, that. Like I already said it because like Katek oh my already said his with this the whole concept. Just the idea behind it. Wow, guys. Living the same day over and over. Wow. It's pretty powerful. It's powerful stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else is powerful stuff? That we get your feedback on whenever we cover movies, you guys you guys uh, share with us your memories of the movies and what you whether you thought they were classic or, or nostalgic or tragic. And so we put the word out. Usually we're trying to do Twitter more and also uh, our Facebook group. Uh, so first, let's go with a Twitter comment we got from at Michael Withers. He says, just put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. Groovy, man. Babe. Bum, 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 bum. I got you, babe. Bum, 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 bum. I got you, babe. All right. That's that's his comment. <laughs> Thanks, Michael, for adding that. Uh, then over to Facebook, uh, Ryan Jackson said, I love how this movie keeps repeating itself. I love how this movie keeps repeating itself. I love how this... Yeah, okay. We, we get it, right? <laughs> uh, then Brian... But the movie doesn't really repeat itself. No, but it kind of no, yeah. The, I mean, are you saying because they don't show the same thing over and over again? Right. They show just different aspects of different moments of the same yes. day over and okay. So the movie technically doesn't repeat itself. Right. All right. So you don't get bored with it. Yeah, that would like be metaphorically speaking. Otherwise, we'd all want to be killing ourselves like Bill Murray. Wow. <laughs> That'd be a 33-year Brian movie. Keating. <laughs> yeah. uh, then this is... Uh, uh, I remember a lot about this movie because it was basically filmed in the town neighboring mine as well as a few parts in my own hometown and a few of the other towns around me. Although the film is supposed to take place in Pennsylvania, a, her- a huge part of it was actually filmed in Woodstock, Illinois in its old-fashioned town square. My parents got to see part of it being filmed and they recall the fake snow being all over the square since even though the movie was supposed to take place in winter, it was actually filmed in the summer. I also had some friends in high school who lived in Woodstock during the filming and they would often talk about how much fun cast and crew are, how much fun the cast and crew had around town. And from what I understood, Andy McDowell hung around town a lot and everyone said she was really nice, a really nice lady and her, and was incredibly down to earth. That's right, Katek. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> As for the movie itself, it is more than memorable. The plot of per- 
perpetually being caught in the same day over and over again has been copied so many times since. I wasn't prepared for that when I first saw this movie. I just expected Bill Murray's, a Bill Murray comedy, and instead I got this really fascinating, nearly sci-fi film. A few years ago, I read an article about is Groundhog's... Is this one th- comment? Yes. I know, this is a thesis. <laughs> uh, this is awesome. Uh, so, a few years ago, I read an article about Groundhog Day where some astrophysicist explained the type of time loop that occurred and that he believed Bill Murray's character, Phil, was caught in that time loop for 10,000 years based on what the character is able to accomplish. Pretty interesting stuff. Anyway, I would have to personally rank this movie a classic, not just due to my personal connection, but due to the fact that the movie made an impact on pop culture to where a Groundhog Day is a fact, is a phrase used especially in sports to describe a scenario that seems to repeat itself. So thank you so much for that, that, that comment. It's awesome to hear your history with the movie, Ryan, and also uh, more of what you've read about it. Uh, then going on... Oh, Go ahead, Paul. No, no, you can. I have a question when you're done with all the comments. Okay. Uh, Stephen Klein then said Harold Ramis said that Phil Connors was to repeat Groundhog Day as little as 10 years to as many as 30 to 40 years. But one of the actors said that he was told it was supposed to repeat every day for 10,000 years. So, kind of like you, what you were saying earlier, Paul, lots of different speculations about what it actually was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Stevenson said, My favorite Bill Murray movie. Wow. What about Bob? I'm not playing by their rules anymore. I'm just going to ignore that comment, Paul. Uh, Sharon Powers, uh, former guest host Sharon Powers, said, I remember that Willie Garrison is in the very beginning. And I, this is Francisco speaking. I have no idea who that is, but cool. You didn't Google him? No, I didn't. Paul, Uh, enlighten me. All right. What's his name? Willie (laughs) Willie Garrison. How do you spell Garrison? Only one R? Yes. Okay. He He's a character actor, and he appeared in over 50 movies. That's what it says on Google. All right. And so back, to, <laughs> back to Sharon. And that is important. And I'm not really sure why, but okay. Uh, yeah. Apparently, I missed that, Sharon. Please uh, send in a comment why that was important. Because he's in being John Malkovich, and there's something about Mary. But they're all like minor roles, so I don't know. I mean, no, I think him being in the beginning was important, but I'm not um, sure why. Um, I also love the main character's growth, especially toward the end. Just beautiful. I totally agree with that, Sharon. Uh, Brian Keane then uh, wanted to chime in, don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. Uh, then Wesley Maltry said, too early for flapjacks. Love this movie. Some parts are pretty dark when you think about it like all his suicides. It also takes on a new meaning when you read that he is supposed to have repeated the same day for 30 or 40 years. Phil? Phil Connors? And then my lovely wife, Christy Ruiz, said, oh, um, going to pull a Francisco and say, I really don't like this movie. <laughs> pull a Francisco. Oh, that must mean when you're right in the face of oh, extreme adversity about my python and the quest uh, and the holy it. grail yeah that must be I'm sorry what listeners francisco is. this oh, is yes. what fabulous fan fiction <laughs> is no this is not a retro rewrite this is truth um uh-huh. okay so uh, christy continues uh 
I really okay. don't like this movie. I don't mind Bill Murray, but I don't believe his character change at the end of the movie. I guess I have to dislike something, right? Uh, we can't. Nope. We can still be friends, though. Yes, we can, okay. Christy. We can still be friends. Uh, finally, Tim Ebach says, I haven't seen this in quite a while, but I remember it being a really funny movie. Loved when Bill Murray kidnapped Puxatani Phil and let him drive the truck. Don't drive angry. So thank you, everyone, for your awesome feedback. Uh, and But less awesome are some of the parts of this movie. And let's talk about them. Though, actually, I forget. Paul, you wanted to mention something at the end, tail end of these comments. Um. Yeah, and this is just a general question about Groundhog's Day, and I'm gonna uh, go Groundhog ahead. Groundhog Day. There's no. Okay, uh, good. This is the educational time, because <laughs> I'll I'll play the I'll play the idiot. Okay, the groundhog always sees his shadow, right? Because the end of winter, then the beginning of spring, is always on the same day. I don't think year, it always right? sees his shadow, but that doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's what he's supposed to like see whether he sees a shadow or not is they have like six more weeks of winter, but the same day as spring begins on the same day every year. Because so he they, always it's based on Pennsylvania Germanic lore. That's yes, all. it's it's not true. So he's not always seeing his shadow. He is not an all powerful groundhog. No, he cannot actually control. I don't think no, he's but I think it's uh, it's like uh, like like a wink and a nod like oh if he okay. sees it well, i yeah. think i think the idea is if he sees a shadow he goes back into his cubby or hole yeah and so sometimes if it's overcast there's probably not an ext- a very stark shadow to see so he'll probably stay out or something i know that but it's do you think always why would the shadow have anything to do what you'd think if the sun was out then that would mean it's spring is closer and so he would see his shadow more likely so he, it would be meaning spring but i don't know i sorry i we don't i don't think we have the answer for that paul I, it doesn't it always begin on march 20th yeah well, i always yeah something like that march so 20th if, or 21st or 22nd yeah so if the groundhog's day is always february 2nd and spring is always march 20th then he always sees his shadow Yes, fine. He always sees his shadow. Or am I wrong? Well, I think what they're relating to, or not relating to, but meaning is that the coldness and bitterness of winter will be less if he sees his shadow. Thank, yes, that that it's is It's not the correct. actual start time or, of winter. Okay, it's the see, amount of chill factor. Maybe that's, that's what they yeah. want us to believe when really... <laughs> anyway, okay, I was just getting your feedback on that. Okay. Thank you. Wow, I had no idea that's what we were going to discuss about this movie. Well, we're talking about Groundhog Day. Groundhog I, I suppose. Day. I thought we were talking about the movie, Groundhog not the actual celebration, Groundhog. but whatever. Groundhog. <laughs> it's not his day. Sorry, there's no apostrophe S. It's just no. Groundhog Day. Exactly. Poor guy. He thought he actually had a day. No, it doesn't belong to you. There's no apostrophe. It's not possessive. Wow. Uh, let's get to the things we hated about this movie, and let's begin. It's missing the apostrophe S. That's what I hated about Paul. This movie. Okay, he hated the <laughs> punctuation <laughs> of Groundhog Day. That's fine. Uh, Katek, what did you not like about this movie? Andy McNow. <laughs> I don't think Mac well, is her middle name. Whatever. No. <laughs> Man, she's her curly hair. 
save your tragic really maker the for the end. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> save your tragic maker for the end for the sniper attack. Okay, well then what I did <laughs> on a little less of a scale, um, just the actually some of the people he interacted with, uh, I didn't really Annoying. like. Yeah, they were a bit annoying. Like the guy in the the like tip top cafe. Every time that person dropped the plate, he's like, "Oh yeah, good job!" And I'm just like, yeah. "Oh my gosh!" Like I hate people like that. So, <laughs> so the characters annoyed you, not the acting, per, not the actors necessarily. No, not the act. Yeah, just the, like the characters. I'm like, come on, like, like you know. When, when but people, there are people like that, you know. There are people like that. Yeah, and I but you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you realize it's probably it very well could have been just. That character doesn't do that all the time. Just that day, he happened to do it because he's in a jovial Groundhog Day celebratory uh, mood, and so he's like, "Yeah, haha, that's funny," and just more, maybe more live than he normally would be. But because it's we're seeing the same day over and over again, that's why it becomes annoying. Maybe whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just speculating. Yeah. I just feel like those kinds of people annoy me. So when I see it in the movie, I'm just like, ugh, like that. Yeah. Ah, gotcha. All right. Uh, Paul, what kind of people do you not like? Oh, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. Sorry, Paul. Jumping in. Also, <laughs> that blonde lady's hairstyle that he did <laughs> later. I can't stand it. it just bugs me so much. You're, you're really one for hairstyles. I am. It wasn't curly. Hey, I do fashion photography. I need to know these things. <laughs> I have no hair, so it doesn't bother me. Um, that's not true. I do have some hair. Anyway, Paul, what what don't you like about this movie? Um, wait, wait, wait. I I, I'm sorry. About- so did, you, did Bill Murray's hair bother you? No, actually, his hair was fine. What was fine about his hair? It was a little curly. No, it's like wavy and it's, uh, you know, kind of it actually leads into his character, I believe, his hair, because it's, uh, you know, kind of unkempt. But in the beginning of the movie, it's very well put together. Yeah. And then and then as the movie progresses, it just kind of like it it goes along with his character is like he doesn't care because it just kind of gets a little more wild as the movie progresses until he makes his speech at the end where he's well put together because he kind of realizes, well, I'm stuck here, so might as well make the most of this situation. Well, so can't you say the same thing for Annie McDowell's hair with its curliness or no. shows her nope. down to earthness? Nope. Like, oh, I'm just I'm just a regular nope. girl. Nope. Why are we <laughs> having her take over this podcast? I don't understand. Because <laughs> it's fun. Uh, oh, okay. Paul, I think we'll go ahead and let you talk now. Um, what don't you like it's about fine. Groundhog Day? I like being interrupted just like as I interrupt others. Um, do unto others. Anyway, uh, one couple things that I usually like to talk about. One is music that I already talked about. The other is credits. And the credits oh, yeah. at the beginning, just over this... I mean, the sky was cool, but the credits standing over it is just kind of pointless. Let's get on with the movie. And then it was over the city, which was kind of nice that they broke up the credits, but it wasn't like during the story as much See, as I, it could have been. I disagree. I felt like it was even more... They The credits... Um, <sighs> what's the word? Boring. <laughs> <laughs> the credits actually stood out even more because they broke it up like they did. I mean, at first I'm like gearing up. Oh, these credits are going to go on a while. Well, we watched clouds. 
<laughs> yeah, boring. Let's but get then, on with it. Go, go, and go. And then stops. I'm like, oh, well, okay. This is kind of okay. They they didn't do it very long. Just because they interrupt it doesn't make it good. It makes it more tolerable. Well, no, that's the thing. I felt make- like they shouldn't. If I thought they were done because they just interrupted it. I thought that was lame, and it's like, oh, now there's more credits. Why didn't you just wrap this up while you were doing the broadcast thing? Jeez, what's yeah. going on? Why? Why are you slowing the movie down by showing a van drive through the city? Exactly. We know yeah. that you're not at Puxitani. Come we on, establish that. Just show Come us on. there. This is Jeez. the 21st century now. <laughs> we want our movies. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> we want action. Tom Cruise, die, die, die. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, something I didn't like about this movie was I, I know Phil was supposed to start out really unlikable, but he starts out really unlikable. Like, yeah, very he's much a, of jerk. a jerk. Yeah. Wait, yeah. really? I liked his, his initial character. What? Oh, then you're a jerk too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, good. Let me bask <laughs> in my jerksomeness. I am yeah. Steve hey, Martin. Hey, we don't have time for your jerksness. I mean, come on, let's go. Die, die, die. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just uh, I, like you have to look at it from his perspective. You know, he's, yeah, uh, he's the he's a big fish. In a he's small a pond. big shot yeah, weatherman. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And exactly. So people are like, "Whoa!" And he's like, "Look, look, look." Thanks Get for out watching. Of way. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah, bye. Thanks for watching, but don't bother me. That's yeah. you know. Yeah, I'd doing? say his character is believable. I I don't think it's likable though. Oh, just like this I side. liked it. I liked his <laughs> believability. <laughs> there you go. And I liked Andy McDowell's believability about being uh, down to earth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's fair. That's a fair opinion. Uh, let's see. What what's something you didn't like though, Kachuk? Hmm. Besides Andy McDowell. Yes. Besides Andy McDowell. <laughs> Or her hair, uh, <laughs> or anything to do with her. <laughs> um, I kind of feel like the cameraman. Uh, <laughs> he should have had more screen time. He he was a funny character, and yeah, I would have liked yeah, to see exactly. him, more yeah. of him do stuff. I felt like he was underplayed, and usually he is in at like every movie he's in. That guy, yeah. yeah. I feel like he's always underplayed. So, Larry, uh, whatever, yeah, Larry the cameraman or Chris Elliott, right? So, I yeah. did not do anyway. my due diligence. I do not know. Oh, Francisco! Oh, yes, he's Chris Elliott, and yes. his name is Larry in the movie. Thank you, Katak. Um Larry, Larry the cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> Does he do, do install cable also? Sure. Well, and you know what? On the Larry the cameraman guy, he, you know. Uh, at some point he tries to like warm up to some lady, but then he gets rejected and that sucks. Well, it's the same <laughs> yeah. girl that Bill Murray that was so. with yeah, yeah, to yeah, begin with. Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I just feel like it's, you know, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. I felt bad for him too. It's like, he's just, he's just, he seems like a nice guy. Why okay. is, why is she? But try to be in know. the girl's shoes and the things and the lines that he was saying to her, you would probably act the same way. Yeah. No way. I'd be like, whoa, how heavy is that camera? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you must be strong. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Your breath is strong. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, all right, guys. Uh, do you have more dislikes, either of you? Yeah. You didn't say anything you didn't like, did you? I just said Phil is unlikable. 
No, okay, besides that. Oh, well, okay, uh, we can get into this. After we sort of talked about how it's kind of interesting how he's, we see all the different things he sort of explores not being, uh, or being able to live and not have any consequences. But we also talked about how he remembers everything, right? Mm. Why in the world? Because w- that's the way it was written. Oh, okay, then. I guess <laughs> I, I don't have anything to say. Well, then we'll rephrase it then. <laughs> Why would uh, he continually try to commit suicide after maybe the first two times just to prove because that? Because he didn't die enough. Turns out he was only mostly dead. But, but okay, if he's like, he says he's stabbed and shot and electrocuted and burned, that's a ton of pain that you're in, inflicting on yourself and you're going to remember that pain why would you do go to those extremes if you already know you're going to die and it's not going to matter you and you're going to remember that the pain. particular death would get you out of it i it's, it's after the like first couple i don't think that's going to matter why would that matter because there's some de- deaths that will get you to lower depths of hell than others are you serious right now paul well, that's what I've heard. I don't know. I've never experienced <laughs> it myself. Um, what? Well, you know, the whole thought of suicide gets you one, you know, in some place. But if you, you know, take a whole town with you, that gets you lower. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know if we want to have a conversation about, like, hell and heaven. I guess we could, but... Uh... But maybe not in this podcast. Yeah. But although they do bring up God, that's true. He, I, I, I think that's interesting that it brings up the distinction that I'm not the God, but I am a God. I thought that was sure. I, I like that. Um, let's see. Uh, so that's something I didn't like. I, I felt like, I guess I was maybe inter, uh, personalizing. If I were in his shoes, I wouldn't want to go through a bunch of painful deaths just at the hope of getting out of there. Um, I'm curious though, guys, since we're on this topic, do you think it's believable that he would grow towards doing good? Yes, but he would also grow towards doing bad. He did both because when you have that much time, you're going to experiment with both because you got nothing else better to do. But, but the thing is, I mean, he did bad for a while. Then he seemed to only do good. Well, that's almost, for a while, but I think it would loop back the other way. Yeah, because, okay. Ab, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was thinking. I was thinking that eventually he would just be like, I mean, I think you would going over the same day over and over again, get to a point where you'd have a psychotic break of some sort and just be like, I'm going to do whatever. And well, before I go on, Katek, did you, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> Uh, you hear that, Paul? I'll be the, That's I'll be how the it's devil's advocate here and say, I You've both been interrupting all the time, <laughs> so don't bring me into this. He's trying to s- disagree with something. I couldn't catch it. Yeah, so, well, I disagree with uh, you both, actually. <laughs> so, In what way? Well, because you know, your statement of absolute power corrupts absolutely, That's and then Francisco saying that, or that, you know, you both say, he, like, he starts out bad, then gets good, then loop back to bad. But I feel like the reason he stays in a quote unquote good vibe after he does all the you know bad stuff he wants to do is that he he finds ways to fill his time like learning piano or ice sculpting or things like that things that can progress you as a person not just 
you know, because it's stealing money, and then what? He's going to buy the town, but that you, know, you can only do that once, and it's not fun anymore. But like art or you know, musical prowess is things that you can always get better at, and you can't uh, finish those kinds of things ever. It's just like reading. There's a, you'll always have another book to read or things like that. So I feel like as far as the negative is concerned, I mean, sure, he could run around and, like, kill everyone in the town, but once you do that once or twice, okay, now what? You know, there's no point anymore. But when you're learning and continually growing, that's when you realize, oh, okay, well, this is more uh, worth my Beneficial. time, even though that time is infinite. But if... Ev- but you bring up the value of worth. If it all restarts anyway, then it is worthless, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, a- according to this time loop, he remembers everything. So the worth of knowledge is worth more than everything. So knowing how to play the piano or knowing how to ice sculpt or knowing how to do those certain things, learning French or whatever, or poetry. I mean, those things help him become like more knowledgeable so that he might be able to do more and figure out how to get out of this time loop. But doing senseless things doesn't help him. Okay, but so okay, knowledge is power. Now I'm gonna yes, absolute power. <laughs> <laughs> but there Which corrupts absolutely. There is a limit to the amount of knowledge he could go. So let's let's just take this to the extreme. Say he yeah. never got out of the time loop and he was still there. Now he's been there for a billion years. How is it? He he's learned everything he, that's possible for him to learn. I mean, why would he then continue to do? I mean, why would he do anything? Why, if he'd done all the good stuff that he could do, why would he? Why would he just keep doing good stuff? Why would he then decide? I mean, I would think he would decide. Oh, uh, let's give the bad stuff a try again because I have nothing better to do with my time. Well, right, Francisco. Okay, okay I'll no. I'll answer after you, Katek. Okay. <laughs> well. If you want to get all philosophical here, that's what okay, we're doing. Why do why do it people is a movie about up, Phil? <laughs> okay, why do people? Even though we don't live every single, I mean, the day doesn't repeat every day for people. Why do people wake up every day and decide to do good or decide to do bad? So, I mean, I feel like the same thing. Even if you can quote unquote do all the good stuff ever, which is not possible, because even. Even though he lives every single day the same day, he's still on a time constraint. He can't do everything possible in one day because right. he's limited to that 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, he can't save that old man. And, yeah, sure, he can prevent that kid from getting a broken arm, but he can't do everything no matter what. Right. So, and continually I, trying to do that makes it worthwhile. But why does try, continually trying to do that? Don't you reach a point of... Nirvana? Futility? No, futility. Like, yeah, I keep doing this, it and matter. it doesn't matter. Yeah. So why do things that? Well, he probably did, and that's why he got to the point of um, suicide. Sure. And so, if he gets to that point of suicide, where he doesn't even care about himself anymore, how can he care about other people? I mean, I I think hey, we're Francisco. Yes. This could go on and on, just like the <laughs> just like this movie. Yeah. Um. But it's it's an interesting topic. I love that we're we're talking about it. We usually don't go this deep on a movie concept, so that's kind of fun. I, um, like I, I have emotion. That's why I love the concept because mm-hmm. it's so much. There's so much you can argue for yeah. or against it. Mm-hmm. Did the I top drop or not? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, what were you gonna say? Oh yeah, what were you gonna say, Paul? Oh well, first of all, 
I'm, I move that uh, you move this portion to the end of the show because it gets it's going on so long. But All right. going back to your question of um, if you did live forever, wh- what was your? I I want to get back to that question. What was it? If you did live forever, uh huh. I mean, it's a little different if you live forever in the same day, or if you live forever like. <clears throat> I don't know, like a vampire or something. That it's okay. There, there, there are there are subtle differences to that. I think on the whole they're the same, but there are differences. But since we're in Groundhog Day, we'll talk about that. Uh, living the same day forever, you get to the point where if nothing you do matters, then nothing you do matters. matters. So you could just <laughs> so just do whatever. It makes no difference. And right. why he gets not? To that point. If, That's why he goes against. Since, you know, he drives into the the sign. And since the police catch him. Well, yeah, and since we're fallen beings, I mean, I would think that we're going to we're go- we don't drift up a mountain. We always we uh, drift down well, the. St- yeah, we we go right. with whatever stream the there crew. is. We don't get to the mountaintop except through struggle and growth and. And if you can never get there because you're on the same day, you're always starting at base camp again, then you're going to be like... growing mentally. He is growing mentally, but... This isn't the same question you asked before. Well, I honestly don't remember the same question. I'm sorry. I had a different answer, but anyway, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Anyway. I think that was your question, right? Does it matter? Yeah. I I don't know. I, wow. I'm sorry. I'd have to go back and replay this. And no, it's fine. It's fine. Let's move on. All right. All right. Are we talking about the movie now? <laughs> I think we could go back to talking about the movie. Okay. Let's, let's talk about things the we hated most about Groundhog no, Day. No, 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 no. Before we get there. Oh, my gosh. I only shared one thing I didn't like. Here's something <laughs> I didn't like because I didn't understand. And maybe you guys can help me. Right. I didn't understand why the day ended. Okay. Why the day ended? Hmm. Because it, at first I thought, well, he got to sleep with the girl. Okay. But she spent the night in the middle of the movie and the day ended. And she spent the night at the end. And they didn't have sex because she said that it, uh, after such a long day, oh. you were so tired. So either way, she spent the night. Okay. Okay. So then it's it's got to be more than that. So... Leading up to the end, he spent who knows how long doing good, like saving the kid from the falling tree and all that. So the day didn't end from just by doing good. Mm-hmm. So why did the day end? Okay, I misunderstood what you were saying. I At first, I thought you were saying, why does this 24-hour pow- period end and he just restarts? Why does it end? Why doesn't it just no, keep no, going? I'm like, that's the, the point. End. It's Groundhog Day. Okay, yeah, I no, get it. I get how it. Does he, yeah. I get what you're saying now. So the whole premises is of him trying to figure out how to, and somehow he does it, and I don't get it. So I'm, it's kind of frustrating for me. Um, Katek, well, what do you think? Yes, in my opinion, <laughs> I don't think he's trying to figure out how to end the day. He's living the day, and he... he he sees what he does has no consequence. And when, you know, I'm sure after a year or two of that, he's not really trying to figure out why the day is going on or how it's going on or how to fix it or end it because it's just going to happen because he's done everything already at this point. 
Right, um, but me as the audience viewer is only like an hour into it, still wonder, or you know, at the end of the movie, mm. at the end of uh, how long is it? A minute, an hour? Yeah, one hundred and one <laughs> minutes. I'm still figuring out. Well, what is what's what's triggering it? What? Well, I, I think it. Well, for me, what I took my takeaway from it was that he grows as a person because, like Francisco said earlier, it's you know or you guys appear make you guys make it seem like he's a super jerk um or i guess he makes it seem like he's a super jerk and then by the end of the movie he's a very charismatic and he is always well, charismatic and, well he's like you know admired at the end of the movie by but he's admired days before it ends as well because he's well, still figuring it out so yes he's admired so, but i guess the the point is didn't reach his personal growth <laughs> I think is what triggers the actual change of time mm. because he, he starts off as just this like kind of kerfuffled guy who just doesn't want to like do anything. He's like, Oh, I have to go report on this stupid like event that no one cares about kind of thing. And I feel like his quote unquote spirit guide, if you will, you know, the groundhog. That's his spirit animal. Yeah. Yeah. His spirit animal, you know, says, okay, well, look, if, you know, you have to appreciate life and you have to appreciate things that you can do. And so here's like your second chance. But he doesn't realize that that's happening. But that's what, that's why he goes through the, the process of growing both negatively and positively so that he can see at the end, oh, I, I should have been this kind of person my whole life as opposed to how I was. Oh, wow. That's an interesting take. I wouldn't have thought about that. I think that is a completely valid point, Kajak. Uh, I have two other possibilities, but I think that is that very well might be it. Uh, one possibility is I think that he starts off the movie similar to what you were saying, uh, Kajak. That he just he he's, has to go to this Groundhog Day celebration. He really doesn't want to go. That's the last place he wants to go. He wants to be. And I think what one explanation is at, by the end of the movie he's found a sense of peace with where he's at, that it's okay that he's there and he's almost glad that he's there. And then that's what sort of kicks him out because he's found that sort of inner peace with his circumstance. Mm -hmm. So that's one option. <clears throat> Another possibility is if you consider, I know how much Katek uh, hates Andy McDowell and you know who else was hated in his time? Jesus. If you consider Andy McDowell to be a Jesus character that buys Phil in the auction, and you could think of it that way, that she actually is the one who decides, oh, I care about you so much that I'm going to buy you, much like Jesus ransomed us. I mean, that's, that's very, I mean, that's certainly not a one-to-one -one analogy by any stretch but if you're just looking for other possibilities for why he got out because he was saved by Andy McDowell's character. Because he was bought at an auction? That's why he gets to live another day? Because she she's showing that she loves him so much. Which brings me to what I hated most. No, no, we're not there yet, Paul. I got All more right. things, I guess. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. No. Good. Okay, bring it, bring it home, Paul. How everyone really likes him 
at the end, like the last day, really quickly. You had the camera guy not really liking him, and then all of a sudden, you know, Phil buys him donuts, and he's like, "Oh, hey, I like this guy." Mm -hmm. It's like, no. And then, like right away, he earns people's love and guys. Yeah, he earns people's love and admiration way too quickly for just starting the day. Yes, if it had been over the years, I could see that. But, like, the piano teacher gets all excited. Oh, he's my favorite student. She only known him for a couple, like, an hour or so. That Like, why is she so excited? Oh, you know what I mean? Really, I Yeah, Like, the whole point. town is revolving around him way too... Everyone likes him way too much. And then the Andy McDowell character, the main girl... Only likes him, only bids on him because other people are bidding on him. She only likes him because everyone else is liking him. I think so. Well, no, now see with her character, she hasn't, she doesn't have the history with him. Like nobody has the history with him no, in no, that no, town. No, that's the the problem. Well, but and the, the guy, the only does. person that, yeah, and he's the only guy. And this guy is known for being a jerk. And all of a sudden, it's going to take one moment of buying him but, pastries, no, and it's going to erase the past. Okay. I don't buy I, it. I can't explain. The Sorry, cameraman. Harold Ramis. I don't buy it. I can't explain the cameraman. But with Anne McDowell's character and the rest of the town, that totally makes sense. That they. He comes not in. to the point of how much they like him. Why not? They they already know him as a personality, and then they find out he's this really awesome dude. Also, why wouldn't you buy into that? As wow, I, this is a great because guy. he's not Santa Claus. They're not <laughs> five years old. Okay. Okay, hey Paul, have you yeah. ever met anyone famous who you liked, and then you and then, well, have you met anyone famous who you've liked before? Not. To personally. Every day I look in the mirror. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I've met I've met a handful of famous people, and some of them are very distasteful and not nice, and some mm-hmm. of them are extremely like charming and just like wow, you're actually even though you're so famous, you have so much niceties about you, and that's mm-hmm. amazing because usually people will be like, oh, they're famous, they must be so like horrid. Which is usually the case, Jessica Alba, or really <laughs> cool people like you know Terry Hatcher. She's super awesome, and I have a story about that, which I probably can't talk on this podcast. But anyway, <laughs> um, when you meet someone who's famous and they're actually nice and they live up to the expectation of being nice, all of a sudden they really have a much bigger like impact on who you think they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, totally. I can see that. So if, if, if he was, him, mm-hmm. if, they only if, know him as a weatherman, and yeah. they don't know him personally, and then all of a sudden, in this one day that they've met him, he's this really charming, well-spoken, nice guy. Then it's like, wow, okay, so he is awesome too, and he's not just a personality. I love okay. the weather. Oh my goodness. Okay, yeah, so. I can. I all right. I can see it a little bit, but I still think it's a little convenient. Like high five, Katek. All right. <laughs> All right, Paul. How about this? Wizard did it. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. No, I I buy into it for the story's sake. Okay, that's fine, but I it's still my my so number one complaint. Player. All right. Yeah. That's fair. Um Katek, what did you hate most about Groundhog Day? Oh, Annie McDowell. Okay. Uh going on. Or was there something else? <laughs> Um, Have you met Andy McDowell? Is that why you no, hate her so much? Uh, okay. <laughs> I would be 
it would be a profound day if I met her and she was actually super nice and then I'd have to change how I think about her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're not going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Hold on, let, me, let me tweet her real quick. <laughs> was that it? Kajaka, or was there something else? Oh, um, overall, I mean, I, yeah, I really liked the movie. Just I didn't like her. Okay. I didn't like her character and I didn't like the way that... Okay, come on. I mean, we... Uh, it's 1993 in that movie, so let's pretend we're all 1993 for a second. Okay. Come on, this is present day. Who is truthfully learning French poetry and like loves it? No one. No one, no one, no one. So, well, no one in 1993 college, but she's like in her 30s at that point, so it would have been in the 80s or maybe even 70s where, you know, people were a lot more <laughs> not yes, stereotyping at all. But like, let's. Who looks back at college and says, "Man, my like French poetry class is amazing. I'm going to take it on to my life." No one, no one does that uh, except Andy McDowell. McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are people who like that. I'm sure Jerry yeah. Lewis. I don't know Jerry Lewis. Oh well, Jerry Lewis is loved by the French so much. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. I mean, I have nothing against French poetry, just Andy McDowell. Okay. <laughs> just when Andy McDowell says it. Uh, okay. The the thing I didn't like most, and actually Christy sort of illuminated this for me, but I, so I, I, I really like this movie, and then Christy and I were talking about it because she didn't like it. I actually had this, I was actually able to empathize with all you, all of our fans who do not understand for the life of them why I do not like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I'm able, I understand you guys now because I can understand why Christy wouldn't like this movie. It's so, such a good, I mean, not to give away my fire rain, but I thought it was a really good movie. Uh, but then, so I, now I have that appreciation. So now I, I'm one of you, I'm one of you guys. Anyway, uh, but she did make this really good point that she didn't buy Bill Murray as sort of a romantic lead because there is certainly a heavy romantic element in this movie. And thinking about it, by the end, I would have to agree with that. I think he did great in sort of the comedy and the drama aspects, but he doesn't really seem like the lead to win the heart of like Anne and McDowell. And then I read that originally... Harold Ramis wanted Tom Hanks for this role and mm. eventually said uh, he seemed like too nice of a guy. But I think actually that would have worked better. many levels better, yes. I am yeah. a bit of a Tom Hanks fanboy, but still, I think that would have worked overall better mm. for that aspect. Maybe not the... I, well, I mean, I think he's good at comedy and drama, so I, I think it could have worked, worked better. I'd like to see that rendition. Yeah, really, that would have been I, awesome. I, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. Are you not like Tom Hanks now, Katek? Tom Hanks is fine. Um, <laughs> Sorry, he's Tom. Big, you know, I like him, but he's but, no Bill Murray. Well, no, I just feel like okay, because Tom Hanks is a likable person. You see his face, and he's like, oh, he seems nice. So for him to play like a bitter guy in the beginning just seems like it's a it's not going to play as well. Like Bill Murray, well, it played what? Like I was I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. I, no, I was going to say he he played a really convincing jerk at least to me in um, 
What's that baseball movie we just did? Oh, League of Their uh, Own. League of Their Own, yes. RichardRemondPodcast.com. He was a jerk throughout that whole movie. Yeah. So I thought he was just being a good coach. No, he's no, a jerk. He's a jerk. Mm, rewatch going. it. Yeah, go rewatch it. Yeah. I watched it. I rewind podcast. Watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna nice. go with. He was a he was a good coach because no coaches are like, hey guys, come on, let's win. No, they're always like, do it, just do it. So he played a good coach. He didn't play a jerk. No, he was a jerk too. Uh, but there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> yeah, but the way you say it. Mm. Denzel Washington was a good coach in uh remember the Titans. Did he was he tough? Yeah. Was he a jerk a little bit, but he Tom Hanks was a jerk. You know what I mean? Yeah, Speaking, but that's also the twenties as opposed to the, you know, millennia. So <sighs> motivation still motivation, no matter the time. Jerk is still a jerk. Jerk is still a jerk, and a firing solution is still a firing solution. Alice, do you have ours for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. All right, guys. Do we rate Groundhog Day a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this, whether they've seen it before or not. In nostalgic, probably only watch this again if you have seen it before in your youth or in yesteryears. Or a tragic. We, we wouldn't recommend anyone either see this for the first time or see it again. Let's begin, as we like to, with our guest host, Katek. Which would you prefer? Or how do you rate Groundhog Day? <laughs> which <do> you, <laughs> which of those <laughs> range do you prefer? Uh, <laughs> um, well, in all honesty, uh, I'm going to have to go with it's nostalgic. nostalgic because right? I feel like... Uh, with movies that have come out recently, you know, that we've mentioned already, like Edge of Tomorrow, uh, if someone were to have already seen that, which I'm sure they already would have, then going back and watching this, because I tried to show my wife this, and she was like, this is so boring, I want to watch Edge of Tomorrow, and I was like, oh, yeah, I understand. <laughs> so, if someone has already seen, you know, a new, the new kind of movie mm. uh, concept that this is, you know, uh, talking about, this time loop situation then i don't think they should watch it because they're gonna find themselves being like why is there no one dying why isn't there action why does it look so old why are the aliens (laughs) these hairstyles so bad oh my gosh (laughs) but if you have seen it before i definitely say yeah re re revisit it and take a look because it is a classical kind of movie for people who have seen it but mm, for a new person I, i i don't think it's it's gonna play as well Mm. that's all all right very fair paul what say you i would also rate this nostalgic even though i thought it was classic at first the by the end of it i just thought it was too convenient to he i didn't buy into the uh the main girl falling in love with the main guy Mm. a little Mm. too much so is it fun to rewatch yeah but it's it's a bit cheesy unfortunately all right you know guys it's interesting as we talk through this like i i i had initially thought okay yeah this is classic and even after rewatching it my initial gut was yeah classic cuz i enjoyed it i was surprised at how much i enjoyed watching this movie then, then keep with it then well no? we started talking about this and i'm rethinking this and i'm like we're talking about it, and why aren't I having these like 
awesome like memories that I really want to just dive in. It's weird. I, I so I think I am actually going going to say nostalgic as well. However, I think that the conversations you could have after watching this movie are definitely classic. So it, that's not me rating the movie a classic, but I think. I yeah I can't give like a split rating or anything. It's we'll just say nostalgic, but definitely if you do watch this again, watch it with someone and talk about these ideas. Like how long do you think Phil Connors was in ground the Groundhog Day? What, do you think he would have eventually ended up good or gone to bad? I mean, those are awesome questions to talk about. So I I implore you if you do watch this again, uh, if you haven't seen it before, definitely rewatch it and watch it with someone so you could talk about those things. All right. With that, though, I'm I'm kind of surprised, but the Retro Rewind podcast rates Groundhog Day singular, non-possessive, a unanimous nostalgic movie. So go, like I just said, go see it again if you have already. Otherwise, don't worry about it. Go watch Edge of Tomorrow <laughs> with the Cruise, Tom Cruise. All right, guys. Uh, Alice, please bring us back to our own time. YouTube systems engaged. All right, guys. What's new on our tubes? Whether it's new movies, new books, new TV shows. Uh, what's something contemporary that we're enjoying uh, consuming, I guess, today? Let's start with Kajak. Well, um, as far as consuming, uh, can I have two? Is that okay? Yeah, I'll probably pizza edit one and out. soda. Or you can do uh, one quickly. And then one yes. that you can expound yeah. on. Okay. Well, I want to go see um, Maze Runner Scorched Trials uh, soon because it just came out. And the first Maze Runner was awesome. So that's what I want to go see. Uh, it came out on the 18th. Anyway, and then um, my new tube uh, section, I guess, would be... Is it okay if it's not technically new? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, I actually was watching this anime that uh, Rika, my wife, had introduced to me called Death Note, which is actually very interesting, and I oh. highly recommend everyone to watch it. It is very interesting. It's about um, a brilliant guy who's a college student. Um, you know, he's like top of his class kind of guy, and there's this separate world of these. Uh, death gods, if you will, okay. called Shinigami. Anyway, they sometimes like to play with the humans and they drop their death note. And basically what that this death note is, um, anyone's name you write in the death note dies and you can describe how they die or if you don't describe, they just die of a heart attack. Anyway, wow. this guy who's very intelligent, uh, he wants to become like the new god of the world by killing everyone who's bad. So... Huh. It's a very interesting concept, and it's really entertaining. And when you watch one episode, you're like, ah, I need to watch the next one. I need to watch the next one. So I highly recommend people to go watch Death Note. It's on Netflix for free. You can, oh, watch, cool. you can consume the whole thing. So is, so yeah. it does have a finishing point, or are they still releasing more? Yeah, no, it's it's done. Um, three it, seasons? Got, it got its own Death Note. Yeah, right? Uh, no, it, it's only one season. It's like 34 episodes. Um Oh, that's people, a there are fans who have season. wrote uh, 
there are fans who have wrote different endings. Um, and there's also a movie that has a separate ending, and then the manga actually has a, separate, a different ending. So there's like three oh, different wow. real like endings. Clue. Yeah, so there's three different real endings, and then there's like a few fan endings. Mm. So, okay, well, very you, cool. But I, I mean, it's a, it's a really interesting concept. So if you feel like something, uh, you know, interesting to watch, it's a good food, <laughs> food movie. Nice. So okay. speak. Very cool. Thank you, Katek. Uh, Paul, what's new on your tube? Uh, what's new on my tube hasn't been all that new, but it's actually another podcast. And this one is called uh, DAF Radio, okay, which stands for Disney Afternoon Forever. Okay, and what they do is they interview people who worked on the Disney Afternoon shows, anywhere from Ducktales to um, even some of the later ones like Gargoyles or even like Jungle Cubs, things like that. Mm-hmm. Man, Gargoyles, so good. Yeah. So if you're a fan of any of those uh, Disney afternoons, uh, also check out that podcast, DAF Radio. Very cool. Thank you, Paul. Yes. All right, uh, Katek, this is the part of the show where you can ask Francisco (laughs) what is new on his tube. Hey, Francisco, what's new on your tube? (laughs) Wow, Paul. Wow. Getting your minions to do your dirty work. I I omitted the silence. I thought that's what you wanted. Well, I cut it out last time, so no yeah. Worries. But there's it wasn't all this awkwardness. Well, there wasn't until you <laughs> until now. Yeah. Uh, what's thank you for asking, Kajak. Uh, what's new on my tube is a show uh, Christy actually found called Longmire, which is also on Netflix. It's uh, set in present day, but it feels like a western. Uh, you're you're following uh, the sheriff and his deputies as they like murders happen and they had to figure out who done it essentially it's kind of it's semi-procedural that way but there's this like uh overarching backstory that we're we're only like four episodes in so we're like very curious to find out what is like the main character has a scar on his back and he he flashbacks to these moments that happened in denver he, he lives in wyoming so it, it's very compelling like we're very interested in what's happening in that sort of larger story but the the episodic parts of it are are good as well, um, and it has a it has Katie Sackoff from Ballastar Galactica, which I really enjoy watching her. Uh, and I'm not familiar with the the main act, the main lead who plays uh, Walt Longmire, but he's really good. Uh, so I recommend Longmire also on Netflix. <clears throat> Robert Taylor. Oh, have you seen seen it, Paul? I have Longmire. Yeah. No, but, but uh, yeah, Robert Taylor, he's actually in the Matrix and Ooh, the movie Focus the and Matrix? Vertical Limit. Who is he in the um, Matrix? I'm having trouble. Matrix. Placing. He's Agent Jones, one of the agents. That's why you don't know. <laughs> oh, because he's in like in Reloaded. Yeah, he he's the one that looks like uh, he's the tall guy that that looks like uh, um, Conan. The Barbarian or no, Team Coco? Oh, okay. Team okay. Coco. O'Brien. Okay, got it. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't remember O'Brien. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for your new tubes. We have Death Note. We have a DAF Podcast. 
Is that what it's called, Paul? Or DAF Radio Podcast. DAF Radio Podcast. Thank you. And we have Longmire. That's L-O-N-G-M-I-R-E. Longmire. Now, one Alice. Word. Yes, one word. Alice, uh, please bring up the communication satellites. Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. All right, we have two uh, feedbacks f- that we've gotten from Twitter, which you can follow us on Twitter. I'm actually doing trying to do a better job of releasing regular content on Twitter. So follow us at Retro Rewind Cast. And uh, so we got some feedback from there from a longtime listener uh, at Rach Wunsch. She says, uh, don't worry, Christy. I see your point with Kevin, referring to our Home Alone episode. Uh, Francisco just doesn't see the classic example of a dysfunctional family. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. I I just have my... my... No need to comment. Move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, at 30 Podcast uh, says... Also referring to the Home Alone episode. Thanks. I just listened to your Home Alone episode. I forgot how much I enjoyed that movie. So I'm glad you rewatched it. I think we ended up bringing that classic, So uh, though disputed. Um, so I'm glad you enjoyed it. 30-something podcast. Uh, if you want to get send us feedback, you can do it in this episode. Again, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 73 in the comments, or you can uh, join our Facebook group, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash group, or you can go to our contact page, and uh, Paul will mention that in a moment. But You can leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. You can do all that too. I'm going to leave that to your long spiel, Paul. All right. <laughs> all right, I guess. Um, mm. Also want to say you can... S- you can still vote. You can always vote. And the next round of movies that you want us to cover, just go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash cast your vote, and you can vote up or down the movies you want us to cover after these next this round of five. So right now, uh, Uncle Buck and the Jerk are still holding strong at number one and two, and uh, Stay Tuned has moved up quite a bit. Wow, yeah. So that's... I. John All right, River. people, you still need to. Up- no, no, vote. what don't. about Bob? You don't need, you can up- downvote. Vote. What that. about Bob? Downvote it. Da- it should be at I the mean, bottom. come on. What about Bob? I mean, what about Bob? Listeners, come on. Where, where are you doing to me? It's at number 10 now. Don't creep it up. <laughs> creep it down. Come on, guys. Do anyway. me, help me out here. You, help you, me. You, help helped, you. you helped Paul with ET. Okay, it's going on. Okay, let's go. <laughs> And as I like to mention, we are part of the Retro Junkies Network, which you can find at theretrojunkies.com. Uh, so you, lots of video game podcasts and retro podcasts there. And now before we head back to Nav Point Omega, I want to thank Katek so much for joining us once again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was fun to have you again. Uh, and is there anything, how can people contact you? And is there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, you can contact me through my twitter it's at katek underscore ruiz i think (laughs) or at my uh instagram which would be uh at sample photograph yes you are at katek ruiz okay is it underscore no no underscore 
Okay, just Katek Ruiz. K A T E C R U I Z. I've been more active on there lately. Uh, yeah, or you can just uh, visit my web page, which my wife made because she's awesome. It's www.katek-ruiz.com. Very cool. Thank you, Katek. Uh, you can contact the show at retroreviewonpodcast.com slash contact, or if you want to reach me on Twitter, you can tweet me at FXRuiz, X, there is an X at the end. Uh, and if you want to find Paul, all his social social media information is at pauljpowers.com. And Paul, will you please tell us what movie game time continuum we'll be rewinding back to next time? Why, certainly. Next time we'll be going back to the year... 1995 for the movie Major Pain. But until then, nubs are kicking real fast. Disco's favorite movie ever. (laughs) My favorite movie ever. Oh, that's all I can remember from our childhood is give me your pinky. That's all I can remember. (laughs) No, I never watched it in our childhood. I watched it in college. You know what I mean. Our not 30. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay, okay well, but that. until then, we would appreciate it so much if you took some time to review us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, like I previously said. It helps other people find us when searching for retro podcasts. And of course, you can consider sending us a buck or more even every episode. Not even every episode, for but for every episode. Yes, for every. <laughs> sure. You know, a little dough here and there. It would be nice. Yeah. For our Patreon page at uh, retrorewindpodcast.com slash Patreon. Thank you, as always, Paul. You're welcome, as always, Francisco, for being (laughs) an an awesome awesome friend and co-host. And host (laughs) and friend, yes. All of the above. Uh, And whether this is your first time listening or you subscribe and listen to each episode while you're commuting, doing chores, you're doing a push-up right now, awesome. Keep going. Uh, We appreciate you so much. But... Like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. So is this podcast Retro ending or are we about to start complete. it all over again? Proceed to that point, Omega, and return to base. That's the end. Or is it the beginning? No, we're starting again. Why are you starting? We're in the intro here. Oh, no. You were supposed to input the song I Got You, Babe, in between. With the little numbers flipping down dramatically and slowly. (laughs) Wait. Welcome to the end of the Retro Rewind Podcast. No, we are not playing the episode again. Bye-bye. Don't worry, Francisco. We'll reunite in the sequel. <laughs> the quest oh, won't. of course. Jeez. Yeah. I'm thinking it's a dramatic movie for some reason. Okay. Anyway. You didn't know that was Spaceballs? Yeah. That again. Sorry. It took me a while. I, oh, okay. I just realized that. I don't know why. New tube section. <laughs> you didn't know that was Spaceballs? <laughs> You can edit that in post. No, sorry. You could do it again. Do it again. I will. I won't say anything. I'm all, I, I already have had to edit it. So what the heck? <laughs>